Hello, you're listening to Take Me Back to My Virtual Reality. It's time to trooper transform as we cross the reality barrier into the world of VR troopers. I'm your, it doesn't sound right, but I'm going with it. I, I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by the other one who's also a host. Call 911, there's been a dog napping! <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Rob. I don't even know if that's what Woody says, but hi, I'm Rob. I, I think it was that, yeah. Okay. Glad I remembered. I didn't write it down. So, but yeah, hello, Mark. How are you? It's been like three months since we last recorded. Three and a half months, even. Yes, it has. It's been, it's been a while. Um, funnily enough, we're recording on our first anniversary. Oh, are we? Oh, yeah. okay, cool. So that, that oh, yes, because you you, you were, you were like, oh yes, it's been a year, and then you realised it was a year slash minus three days, and you were living in the future, <laughs> uh. <laughs> which so often seems to happen for some reason. <laughs> yeah wow we've been doing this a year and we're on episode 18 so or 19 sorry yeah so uh yeah the, the third disc of the season <laughs> one dvd box set because that is the thing we had to get to actually continue doing this podcast after it was taken off netflix <laughs> um you you messaged me earlier about the uh the quality of the dvds and i think you're right i think yeah. they are slightly higher co- i mean it's not going to be amazing quality but it's slightly higher on the dvds than it is on netflix it was yeah at the very least the american shot stuff is kind of better quality i don't know whether or not it's because they had um you know access to they kind of did some cleanup on those original parts or if the netflix version was like well let's just mix it all down to be the same quality as the <laughs> Metalda and spielbound footage um that could have been the case to be fair hmm but uh, yeah, no, so uh, we've got those DVDs now. We've got all of season one, so we're fine for that. And, you know, season two, volume one is readily available. But season two, volume two is hard to get. So I guess we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it in like 17 years. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yes, yeah, it's, it's strange that just like the second half of the second season is the one that's hard to get. I, I guess, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame Shout Factory for being like, oh yeah, we sold seven copies, therefore we probably shouldn't make more than seven copies of yeah. Volume 2. Um, yeah, that's that's fair, actually. I <laughs> guess not many people were buying it. But all, all of those yeah. lucky seven people now have it. Yep. Uh, but it's still a shame that it's hard to actually watch. Like, it's not even on... Because Shout Factory also streams stuff in the US mm. uh, over something called Pluto TV, and they even have, like, the original Carmen Rider... And um, uh, Jetman's on there, which they've released Jetman as a DVD set before, uh, but not VR Troopers. I guess again, I guess you know, licensing for that is not worth it. Probably <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. Um, I mean, you know, not to shit on this show, considering we're you know doing a podcast about it, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's very popular still, and that makes sense because it was never really popular to be. <laughs> um, you know, uh, people seem to remember Big Bad Beetleboards much better than VR Troopers, so. Yeah, I, uh, I find with yeah. VR Troopers, a lot of people kind of go, oh, I remember watching that, and then it just kind of, it'll stop there. Like, <laughs> it won't really go any further. Oh, yeah. I watched a couple of episodes of that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Like, you know, that's kind of why we're doing this podcast, is so we can revisit this nearly forgotten uh, artifact from our childhood. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, uh, speaking of which, we're on uh, episode 19 of VR Troopers, My Dog's Girlfriend, coming after last time's episode, The Dog Napping. So lots of jeb. Yeah, um, so 
So much jab. Yeah, so much jab. But yeah, this episode aired on the 10th of October, 1994. Uh, News-wise, nothing really happened. There wasn't some Nobel Prizes, something I didn't recognise. There was something about the MPAA, the American kind of film rating board, mm. changing some stuff. The only only thing of that I know is that they had to create PG-13 for Indiana Jones and E.T., so that was like years before this, I think. Um <laughs> Uh, but a dictator in Taishi resigned, which I guess is cool. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, nothing much going on at the tail end, on, tail end of 1994. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, this episode was directed by Worth Keeter, our old friend Worth Keeter, and written by Margaret McCann, who we've talked about before. She definitely wrote last episode, but she wrote some stuff before that. Um, sorry, they. I don't even know uh, how uh, how they identify. So who knows. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of that for that. <laughs> uh, also, I thought there's one important cast member we haven't really talked about. Uh, Jeb. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yes. So I looked him up. Zeb, the dog, who plays Jeb. Yeah. Not really a big prolific dog actor, unfortunately. Um, according to IMDb, he has four credits. Um, one where apparently he played himself in something called The Great Houndini, which I'm, you know... Sounds like a magical dog thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, before VR Troopers, he was in a film called Silent Fury, which is about like, it seems like a commando ripoff where like some old ex-army dude has to do some stuff, but literally no idea <laughs> how that relates to uh, his role. Right. Uh, then VR Troopers, and then apparently in 2006, a film called Frostbitten, which is about a town in the Arctic Circle, possibly near Lapland. It's a Swedish horror film, uh, and you know, in the Arctic Circle, you know, you have nights that last for six months and oh, days yeah, that last yeah. for six months. So the conceit here is that vampires have turned up, and there's only one month left until dawn, which sounds kind of fun. Um, so I'm going to track that down. Um, <laughs> hopefully, there's a version with subtitles I can watch. Um, but uh, otherwise, I'm also not 100 sure if it would be the same Zeb because that's 10 years later, and you know, listen, I love dogs, but they don't live very long yeah um, that would be i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i've seen that that would be strange if that was the same dog yeah uh either way i'm going to track it down because that you know uh, i'm not a big horror fan but i do like vampire stuff so um i think that could be quite fun to watch although what's that film is that film dog soldiers where some people are like in the highlands and they get surrounded by werewolves or something oh um, yeah it sounds like it might be a bit like that, and I, that I did find scary because I'm a baby. I'm a big baby. <laughs> scared enough. by movies. Um, but vampires I find fun. But intro, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll check this out, see what it's like. If Zeb's in it, I'll be like, wow, it's the dog from VR Troopers. <laughs> um, I hope he talks as well. Um, his credited name is just everything. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get, that reminds me of like apparently the professor having a cameo in that 2008 film or something. Like oh, that, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but I'm not. I'm less inclined to track that one down. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Not, I'm not really in any rush to to find that. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's it really for Zeb. Um, he's um, a, a coonhound. That's the name of his breed. Uh, a very unfortunate name. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that that's it. That's it for Jeb. So and Zeb. So I think, I guess, we better do it to it and get on with this episode of The, the Troopers. Countdown, control, four, three, two, one. We are, 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 we are,
so we open as always at the Korean friendship bell and Ryan is reminiscing about the struggles of learning karate and the moral of the story feels really shoehorned in uh, because yes. his dad says to him something along the lines of if you love it you'll learn it because love always finds a way and <laughs> I I don't think generally that's how that phrase gets used but that's how no. they decided to use it in VR Troopers well, also, it's the context of, oh, you know, when I was a kid, I never thought I'd learn karate, even though he's doing, you know, karate moves and stuff. <laughs> um, so he's already kind of learning it. Like, maybe he means coming to a black belt. But, like, I was like, my first feeling of it was, well, he's, he knows karate. But I guess that's kind of also, kids are weird. Kids think weird stuff. Like, I thought I was bad at hobbies I was doing as a kid when I was, like, I did go-karting for a little while. Yeah. And I, was, I got into the kind of the... Um, they did like leagues for like you know learning and intermediate and yeah. kind of advanced and I was actually in the, the advanced one but I wasn't you know placing very highly so I was like oh I'm, I'm really bad and the guy was like no you can do this you do that you do this I was like oh I guess I'm, I am alright then so you know <laughs> anxiety and you know imposter syndrome stuff like that Yeah. Uh, but also my initial thought also was oh what do you mean get into black belt oh you already know karate and I guess that's also kind of a very modern kind of internet millennial kind of self care thing of like you know you can sing Maybe you can't sing at professional level, but you can still sing, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, aspiring writer. Well, do you write? You know, you do it. So, but yeah, either way, e even with those caveats that I've put upon myself, yes, this is an incredibly laboured <laughs> message um, to somehow tie karate into love. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that, the, the troopers, are they're on bikes this week yes. we we skipped a week or two of them riding around on various things but now we're yep. back to it which is good uh in a suburban neighborhood which is something that you don't really see very often in vr no. because there was that episode a few episodes back where they were like in the city running around in, <laughs> in alleyways, alleyways um which were clearly probably just between <laughs> uh, uh sound stages on a, yeah. on a lot somewhere so <laughs> um but yeah, they're they're in a neighborhood, and then they they're looking for Jeb, and Jeb is outside of somebody's house, and he's basically going on about how he wants to fuck this other dog. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, and and there are puppies right there as well. Um, so you know the, the troopers are kind of shouting for Jeb, Jeb, where are you, boy? And they find him there, perving over this this girl dog, as you said. Um, and Caitlin's like, oh, look, puppies! Um, and, uh, yeah, this the puppies thing are weird because, like, they're kind of... I don't know if they sort of imply later on that they're supposed to be Jeb's puppies or something, or they're someone... Or whoever fucked this princess dog... Who, <laughs> her name is Princess, by the way. Like, was also not a highly predigreed dog or whatever and therefore no no male dog is <laughs> is is worthy of princesses uh canine pussy or whatever i don't know um but uh <laughs> sorry to get a bit vulgar on this very family podcast of the troopers um uh if we ever make shirts let's not put that one on there uh, <laughs> yeah that's pro uh, probably not the best uh catchphrase to go with <laughs> um but anyway yeah so there's a child playing with the dog and he lets the, the real troopers in to to play with the puppies and he's like she just won first place and like holds up a ribbon and it's like oh cool 
<laughs> yeah, first like... place in what, mate? <laughs> no context whatsoever. He doesn't. He doesn't go on to even give context. He just says that she won first place. Uh, I thought it was quite weird that the kid just let three strangers into his garden to look at look at the puppies. Like... And luckily, so did his mother because uh, <laughs> she stormed out and was like, "Oh, you know, this is too much for princess." As these three strange teenage kids. <laughs> it could be could be in a gang for she knows you know being a white suburban mum with a, a picket fence and one of them's black you know um and she kind of shoots them off or whatever uh, and i guess apparently this upsets jeb <laughs> so then we're we're off to to Zixor and he <laughs> he uh he notices that ryan's fond of animals um <laughs> I like it's taken 19 episodes for me to kind of get how this show works is you know that they're they're riding on they're riding on something they spot a thing Zictor notices they spot a thing and they're like huh thing huh what if thing dangerous um <laughs> what if thing a trap <laughs> what if puppies bad <laughs> like he's that creatively bankrupt that like he can't think of any ideas of how to murder these kids so he has to see what they're doing day to day um also, apparently, he has to steal these very specific puppies, like no other dogs, like the dog pound from the other episode or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the like, puppies. Just <laughs> the way this episode starts panning out, like his plan, it just feels so, so over the top. But we can, uh, yes, we can, we can get to that. So, yes, Zictor, yeah, Z- uh, he says how he's gonna steal some puppies, I guess. Um, mm. And then it's. It's off to the ghost bank, and uh, we get the usual hail Grimlord. And I noticed that yep. there were there were some robots that kind of said it, just like at the end, like yeah, hail Grimlord, and that <laughs> that really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a bit like in Hello Hello when there were you know oh Hitler and someone else at the end goes it Hitler? <laughs> um, yeah, it was a bit yeah. like that. <laughs> but some of the ADR in this episode actually was a bit better. Like when they did their trooper transform, like there was. They weren't. They did like a different reading of it, and it sounded a bit better and a bit more, a bit more texture to the reading of yeah. the three of them, the harmony of them doing it together. So, <laughs> with, with all the ADR in this show, and I didn't really notice much. Um, perhaps they uh, <laughs> figured it out or had a good voice director for ADR director for this episode. <laughs> yeah, there, were, there was an incredible amount of ADR in this episode. But yes, he's he's there, and they're also like you notice all those robots, and they're all in like like three single files or whatever rather than being like a rowdy mess of evildoers they're just like all lined up ready for his grim lordness yeah. to appear and he says like how ironic that oh, my robots some mutants and monsters with missile soldiers and stuff like that and all it took was some drooling furballs to bring the troopers to their knees and it's like eh, I mean I, I know what you mean but also you're a bad guy you, you know that's not the kind of same bring it to their knees that you want them to get to <laughs> Um, so, Grimlord asks for a status report type thing from uh, from Ivar, and he says the amazing line of, "We're waiting for Colonel Icebot to finish his trooper incubator or whatever." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Like, also, weirdly, he seems to immediately know Grimlord's plan about getting <laughs> puppies for bait. <laughs> but yeah, the the weird jabs they have between Ivar and Colonel Icebot, which just. <laughs> don't really make sense the story level like they're just (laughs) (laughs) like they're just they're just not getting along (laughs) and uh amazingly we go to colonel icebot who's like actually it's my trooper terminator and what he's done 
is created uh, Johnny Fine <laughs> from the hit 1986 film Short Circuit. Um, which, uh, if people haven't seen that, God, how old is that film now? It's nearly 40 years old. Right? Yeah. It's 35 years old. 35 year old film uh, is about like a, techno- a military technology manufacturer that's making robots that the military can use for war or whatever. Uh, and then one of them gets hit by lightning and it causes him to short circuit roll the, roll the, credit, roll the credits that's the name of the film um, and kind of develop sort of like a real consciousness or whatever um, and names himself Johnny Five because he was number five and that's pretty much how the film goes, it's very weird um, it's got Steve Gutenberg in it and Ali Sheedy and um, a white guy in brown face uh, yeah so yeah yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a treat yeah, uh, so and uh, <laughs> uh, I've heard many Indian Americans talk about how they didn't realize it was a guy in brown face until much later as well. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, quite bad. Anyway, oh, um, uh, so Grimlord is like, "Where's Johnny?" He says, <laughs> and smiled in a special way. <laughs> See, that's that's a reference to <laughs> "Where's Johnny," the the hit song by El Barge for the film <laughs> Short Circuit. Uh, but no, he actually generally asked to see the robot. And we get some action footage of the robot, and it's just doing Johnny Five stuff, like trundling around its treads and shooting laser cannons from its laser shoulder. We uh, um, we get this footage a lot in this episode. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> m- more than I I really cared for. Uh, they just we see it at least three times this bits of footage, I think. Yeah, they just they just kept splicing it in everywhere. Like yeah. it was. Yeah, there was a lot of scenes like that where they'd have like the Johnny Five footage, and it just felt like they were cutting in random like monster scenes. Like I couldn't quite tell whether it was all yeah. from one episode or yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, so I, I was intrigued by that because I wondered if this robot was like not something that Grimlord's army or sorry, uh, Emperor Nero's army had created. Yeah, and it was something they stolen from like a, a military thing. But sort of no. Basically, it looked like <laughs> part of Emperor Nero's army had created this as something to sell to the military. Um, and during its like tests, like in the beginning of uh, the film Short Circuit, it comes across um, Metalda and shoots it a bit apparently. And so they decide to try and use it to kill Metalda. Um, so it was always an evil robot. So you don't have to feel bad about him, like fucking clotheslining its head off at the end of the episode. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So. <laughs> After that treat of lots of spliced together footage we get once again the doggy rap but this time it's the troopers singing it and it this was very painful to watch twice yeah um the only the only episodes that um my partner has witnessed me watching recently have (laughs) both had the doggy rap in and as soon as they started singing that again she was like why are they singing it again and I feel I, very ba- badly for your partner watching the worst parts of the outro. I I didn't know what to say to her. I was like, I've I've got nothing. I didn't I didn't really expect them to sing it more than once, but here we are. Yeah, and it was even worse than last time. <laughs> like I don't even want to think about it. Like I would normally ask you, did you write down the lyrics? And you may have done, but I don't want to hear them. No, so. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't want to write down the lyrics. No. <laughs> It's 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 not worth it. But fortunately, Tao kind of stops stops them singing. It's like this is not karate, and it's like well, I mean, you know, 
they usually muck about in the dojo. It's not like they're always doing good karate in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite like, were they supposed to be doing it at that point? Or does Tao just hate it when people are doing things that aren't karate? Like, yeah, like if they panned up past Jeb, there'd be like a class of kids there waiting for their karate <laughs> lesson. As these strange teenagers like really badly rap about dogs. <laughs> like, I'd, they're making such a big deal out of Jeb like fancying this dog. I feel like there's there's more that they could have alluded to at the yes. beginning instead of being a bit vague and him just sitting outside that house and then there's some puppies, but it's <laughs> it's like I don't know, like they didn't wanna they didn't wanna bring up that Jeb fucks. Like they just wanted to <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to avoid it. Yeah. Uh, but apparently uh, Tao has a great cure for blue balls and that's um, <laughs> red mushrooms and a cold shower. Um, uh, and, and the troopers are like, N- no, I think he's good. He's good, Tao. Um, so, obviously I looked this up. <laughs> um, <laughs> by red mushrooms, like, as far as I could tell... He's probably referring to um, Amanita muscaria, commonly known as the fly agaric or fly Amanita. And these are like, you know, the classic mushrooms. They're red with a white dot. Yeah. White dots on them. Also very poisonous. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, if, you, if you eat them like within like an hour, you're like getting some pretty bad side effects. Um, some of these are psychoactive. Um, so it kind of, it's a depressant, sedative... Uh, of course, you have to have um, disassociation and a bit delirious, uh, but also it can stimulate. <laughs> it can have some <laughs> stimulation effects, uh, and you probably experience synesthesia while while eating it. If you do eat it, um, if you bowl it a few times, it washes away all these toxics and psychedelics, and you can eat it if you have to. But like, d- don't, <laughs> um, don't. So, I guess Tao's not wrong. That would probably make him forget about princess because because he did yeah <laughs> so yeah he just die in a shower <laughs> <laughs> you want to stop thinking about this other dog just eat poisonous mushrooms and die <laughs> that will solve it <laughs> i mean i don't know if the same effects in dogs but probably because you know m- mammals and shit yeah um it's you know it can be fatal but like i think i read that there's no recent recordings of like anyone dying from it but you know just don't just don't eat it yeah that's <laughs> if you, that's if you don't have to eat it option. don't <laughs> yeah um so we cut to the monsters again and they're running yet another field test but apparently this time it's the final one and uh, yeah just yeah the it's the worst scene it's another one of just things being spliced together just yeah and in, and in true uh, kind of Spielban and Matalda footage, you know, it's just getting its ass completely handed to it. <laughs> and then suddenly it does a couple of laser blasts and it wins. <laughs> <laughs> so after that tremendous scene, we're uh, we're off to the UV daily and uh, Jeb's crush is there with the puppies. Um, I don't I don't really know why they brought the puppies along. It seems a bit. I mean, I, I for guess plot they didn't want to leave them behind. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, maybe. Also, you know, this episode really is just a load of different plot points kind of glued together to try and create some kind of through line from A to B. (laughs) Yeah, Um, pretty much. 
but they're there because apparently uh, Percival is going to be writing a story about him and he's like don't you remember that I'm allergic to ah, chew and you know starts sneezing and stuff and Caitlin laughs at him because she's an evil woman um <laughs> Uh, and apparently Woody's like, oh, hey, now you're here, Caitlin. You're the only person that knows how to use a camera, I guess. <laughs> Take some photos of this dog. Um, so Caitlin walks up to uh, the kid who's with his mum and the dogs. And uh, I, honestly, I don't really know what happened at this point. They have a bit of a conversation. Caitlin's like, hey, kid, let's go find my camera or whatever. And then some mad stuff with the dogs happen they all start running off I don't know it was <laughs> I, this scene really struggled to keep my attention yeah the, the series of events is god okay let's see if I can remember um Kay, yeah Caitlin asks the kid if he sells the ribbon and to show it to her while she gets the camera uh Jeb stays there and literally the moment um kind of they go into the red room the puppies jump out of the box, but people literally just immediately pick them up, and they probably should have been scugs and taken them away at that point, but you know, they weren't. And they brought it back to the lady, but in that like half a second, <laughs> Jeb and Princess ran off and apparently opened and closed the storeroom door to hide in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... that is the series of events to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, when when they first opened the cupboard, I was just like. Like they're gonna be shagging in that cupboard like this. <laughs> yeah, that that was what I thought as well, yeah. <laughs> okay, so glad it wasn't just me. Oh god, this this episode is so much Yeah. So much reference to dog fornication and there there shouldn't be, but there is. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've just <laughs> this my notes here just say more tests with the trooper terminator. Grimlord asked the monsters to grab those puppies. <laughs> Wow. This episode is very much not safe for kids. I mean, why do they even know? It? Yeah. Um, but speaking about grabbing those puppies, uh, Caitlin is like, aha, I can just take you to walk by Princess's house. It's a public sidewalk. You know, the uh, Mrs. Whoever face can't say anything about it. I'm like, that's very stalkery behavior, Caitlin, but okay, sure. Um, and then immediately a creepy guy from quote, the dog pound apparently appears and she's like, who are you? I'm the dog catcher. And Jeb sort of barks and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get the puppies. Um, and she's immediately like, I'm, I want to see some identification. And he's like, Oh, has that dog got a license? And then hits him with his net like he's an Animal Crossing villager. Um, <laughs> and uh, then he turns into a skug and there's a skug fight. But before we get to the skug fight, would you like to learn about uh, animal licensing laws in California and Los Angeles? <laughs> what? While I try and compose myself from you just describing that scene. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, it's very short so you only have a few seconds okay. uh, California law requires that all dogs over the age of four months be vaccinated against rabies and licensed through the local animal care and control agency uh, and the county of Los Angeles uh, requires the same and that all dogs be spayed and or neutered and microchipped although that last one's probably a bit more new <laughs> than 94 yeah. um, 
So yes, into the into the skug fight. Um. Oh, what I did enjoy actually about the dog catcher is that he called himself the dog catcher, and he also had a patch on his jumpsuit which just said dog catcher in case, <laughs> yeah. in case he forgets to catcher. introduce himself. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he's just like the that the, the, the villain from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and uh, <laughs> the Charles Snatch or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we get we get a skug fight with just Caitlin and what felt like loads of skugs. Like, every time the camera <laughs> cut away, there was more of them. Um, but it was only really two, but they just, like, seemed like a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and, and a third one very awkwardly <laughs> trying to catch these puppies yeah, in that skug mask, yeah, which I was laughing over. <laughs> there were lots of scenes of, like, you you saw very much into the skug's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, something I didn't necessarily want, but... <laughs> just watching this skug awkwardly trying to grab those puppies and put them in a box <laughs> um we we get a song but it's one that we've heard loads of times so i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna tell you what it is i'm gonna let like, you guess troopers three virtual reality that's the one we are, um, we anyway yeah let's let's yeah uh so Caitlin's like, we need to find the boys and go to the Siffy bedroom. Uh, and then Air Striker is like, ah, the troopers are in the red car. No, I've got my indoor voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he, all he does is fly around and go, the troopers are in their red vehicle. Maybe yeah. he says something I mean, about I, following I, them, but. I mean, I guess they are trying to lead him into a trap, but hilariously, they find out all the details of the trap in the very next scene. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> we're uh, we're off, off to the sci-fi bedroom, and the troopers explain. <laughs> the troopers explain that Grimlord has stolen some puppies, which just it sounds so trivial when they explain it. I mean, the press should go. Well, they're just fucking puppies. <laughs> we got bigger concerns, but also when they step in, there's um suspiciously four VI visors, um. VR visors even laid out on a table um, in front of them, and I was like, "Who's the fourth for? And then they put it on Jeb, and I'm like, "Oh no, that poor dog." <laughs> I don't really know why they did that either. It was a bit pointless. No. He didn't really help. He just got to wear a VR visor. Um, yep. So they've got the VR visors on, and that means that they can watch the monsters um, describe what they're doing um, as they're doing it, which just gives away the entire plan. Um, yeah, the entire trap is there for them to... <laughs> so, uh, the minefield, the, the, the Trooper Terminator. Oh, it's a, a bot with our name on it, says Caitlin. <laughs> um, yeah. Trooper, Trooper Terminator <laughs> System analysis. I'm ready. Which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> Amazing, yes. <laughs> I love dogs, but I feel like I wouldn't save those puppies. Yeah. This episode... Which is a thing they sort of... They sort of play on because I mean I don't know if you noticed it, mm. but um, basically you know they, they see all the these details and the trap, and then Jeb's like, "Oh, you will save them, won't you?" And then they kind of look at him, and it fades to black because I guess it, there was an ad break there, <laughs> so there was a cliffhanger <laughs> on whether or not they would save them. And I'm like, well, obviously they fucking are. And as soon as they came back, Ryan said, "Yeah," <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> cliffhanger resolved in in a very Dukes of Hazard way, you know, in the first few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> So after everybody questions their morals about whether the the troopers should or shouldn't 
save some puppies. Uh, I think we cut to the the fight scene. Then I don't know. It all felt like a mess from this point. In, in my notes, I have uh, where is it? Yeah, JB and Caitlin do some of the usual spillbound footage while Ryan runs through a load of explosions to find the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, like there's not much stuff for JB and Caitlin. It's all just like a mix of. Like previous stuff we've seen from Spielban of yeah. uh, fighting Ivar in the tank and some of the the jet planes and the VR techno bazooka command now or shooting down some jet planes and whatever. But this time Caitlin's in the tank, uh, and I don't know if you noticed this as well, but they used at least like they used footage of uh, uh, the, the Spielban footage from the Skyship yeah. uh, and the tank. And some original footage of Caitlin, and it was such a weird mixture of stuff that just completely threw me whenever they cut back to her. I'm like, is she in a different thing now? I, I couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah, there was there was a lot going on. Um, like there, there's a a lot of scenes of like Ryan fighting various robots. There's a bit where Ballistics and one of the others are talking about how proud Grimlord will be of them, and then Ryan just jumps up behind them and kicks them both in the backs. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, because well, he's, he's got to the puppies at that point. He's found the box, which apparently in the Spielband... Uh, sorry, the Metalda episode mm. was also a box of puppies. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, because they know the trap, he's like, lol, look, here's the welcome committee. And just like, yeah, as he said, <laughs> jumps up from behind them and just kicks them in the, <laughs> in the backs or whatever. Um, and then he saves the puppies without hitting any of the mines, but then also forgets about trooper terminator and um uh but so just randomly jumps away um and gets missed and then there's like a weird cut where like canon nose and ballistics are shooting at ryan as he jumps away and then canon nose just like falls over onto a mine <laughs> like and i don't know how or why he did that but he does <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of trooper terminator stuff and every time he yeah. every time he talks it annoys me um <laughs> Oh yeah, so he's he's fighting Trooper Terminator, and he's using his special robot eyes to. This is Ryan. Ryan's using yeah. his special robot eyes to look at Trooper Terminator to work out what he's going to do, and mm. he somehow notices that he's switching to thermal imaging. So Ryan decides to fist a rock and make it really hot, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and he throws that off to one side and trooper terminator's like oh look there's a there's a hot rock flying in the sky i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna look at that instead of ryan and then ryan jumps out from the bushes or wherever he is and he just punches trooper terminator's heads off head off but it's great because like he chucks it thinking oh it'll be a distraction but like trooper terminator immediately sees through the <laughs> distraction so but Ryan still like jumps and punches his head off while also getting hit in the, again another typical Metalda way where <laughs> no fight goes unpunished. <laughs> um, and yeah, just fucking clotheslines his head off, and he's like, "Ah, system damage," and he explodes for some reason. <laughs> as if having his head punched off wasn't enough, he explodes as well. <laughs> uh, and then I guess I don't know. I don't know if Cannonos is still around, but Ballistics has a go at him, so he kind of runs up to Ballistics. Who fires missiles at him from his missile soldiers uh, shoulders even soldiers shoulders <laughs> crikey um, and then like they get in sort of like kind of like a Greek a Greek wrestling kind of pose <laughs> yeah and, and Bliss is like aha you fool I have the strength of ten men and Ryan's like 
uh, yeah, but the brain size of a peanut, and he just chucks him up into the air. It's like okay, and then he's like, "Sure, you can," and and then ballistic explodes, and that's that's the end of ballistics, I guess, unless he's rebuilt. But yeah, oh, I I yeah. thought it was a shame with um with that scene because there was a lot of like wire foo, but you could see the wires. You could see the wires, yeah. Which I'm perhaps on Netflix you couldn't see it, and definitely like on TVs in the eighties you wouldn't have seen it. But um, yeah, it's a bit. It's not to say annoying, but like you know, it's kind of. It's a shame they couldn't paint them out properly. Yeah, I mean, like it's not a super big deal, but like normally, no, you don't see stuff like that. So I guess maybe just because of the quality of the DVDs, it has sort of yeah brought it out a little bit, which was a bit sad. Mm. But so it just it made that scene just look a little bit shit. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was Ryan got to do a lot of fighting with different people in this episode, yep. so that was that was a redeeming feature. Um, yeah. Even if, uh, and then we do actually get some new Spielbound footage where, like, I guess after they've defeated Ivar, JB is like, "Oh, better get out of here before the Skugs appear." Huh? Too late. And then the Skugs, like, four Skugs, take their heads off and kick at a JB like a football. Yeah. <laughs> and and they explode, and JB's like, "Oh no, I'm not doing well." And they do that weird power transfer command now everything from the other episode, and then that's the end. <laughs> that's literally the end of the fight. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, like, I thought that little that little skug fight was weird. It because um, it was a little bit like they were just making up for time. Because yeah. it was strange that there was a skug fight at the end, and obviously because he like uh, JB was like low on power or whatever. Mm. Um, so that would have made sense for him to have had the power up and then do the the big fight. But I suppose yeah. Okay, I'm looking for logic. Yeah, for logic that doesn't, troopers, yeah. doesn't <laughs> exist. So yeah. Uh, but the, that's it. And Grimlord is mad. Um, and yeah, we have something in the UV daily that I don't even want to talk about. You can talk about it. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, the bit with Grimlord. He's uh. He's really angry that the plan didn't work, um, but it was his plan. And uh, he says, silence, you factory rejects. And the first time I really thought he said, silence, you fucking rejects. <laughs> um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so we go to the UV Daily and there's there's some bunting on the door and it says, like, puppy homecoming. And I guess they're having a party because the puppies are back. But that just... yeah. How how long were they gone? It must have been like an hour or something, surely. But yeah, <laughs> it's like just so, so many questions were raised. Like why? No, I can't. I can't even. There's so many questions that I can't even <laughs> articulate the one that I want to ask first. Like if they had only been gone for like an hour, like wh- why in that time would you decide that? Oh, when the puppies come back, we're going to throw a party and we're going to throw it here because <laughs> this is the last place that they were. Also, we're going to invite the mayor for some reason. Yeah, it's a big enough party that the mayor has to be there. <laughs> <laughs> At, like, super short notice. Like, yeah. But if it was any longer than that, surely people would wonder, like, where the troopers are as well. <sighs> but again, we're trying to find logic in yeah, the I troopers. Just, it's, a, <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth doing. Um, Apparently this is all just a bit to get Jeb to pull off Mrs. Rooney's skirt and then go off to have sex with Princess in the cupboard again. So, yeah. Yeah, so that that scene happened. And then uh, <laughs> and then you were right, Dad. Love does find a way. Apparently. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. 
at the end of my uh, notes, I've just got written, God, that was a chore. <laughs> <laughs> what an episode to come back on. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was certainly an episode. Um, not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> not just, at all. Like about two or three redirect skips, kind of uh, scripts glued together to try and create one episode. <laughs> Uh, but at least Johnny Five wasn't it? What a great cameo! <laughs> Who'd have thought that Johnny Five mm. would make an appearance in VR Troopers? Yep. Um, um, I I don't even really want to ask you what you thought of that episode because I think I know the answer. I think I already said it was crap. <laughs> it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. It was like a hodgepodge of random stuff filled together to try and make a, a a plot that sort of makes sense, just so they can. Use some footage. I don't know. Like it wasn't good. <laughs> no. Like, uh, um, especially right after we had an, another Jeb episode, and this is the third sort of like Jeb kidnap thing as well. Or I don't know. It's yeah. There's been there's been a lot of Jeb being kidnapped. It kind of kind of feels like it happens in every episode at this point because there's been so many <laughs> of them. Like I want ah R- Ryan likes his dog. Does he? Well, <laughs> what if I kidnap his dog? <laughs> I just I want something else to happen. <laughs> well, maybe next week there'll be like a, a Jeb imposter, so we have a, a, like a mixture of both the kind of common <laughs> <No>. plots. <laughs> oh God! I wonder what happened to that dog from last episode that was created by the professor <laughs> to talk. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I forgot about that. Professor, I need a dog. <laughs> I'll create one now. Uh, I don't even know what the next episode is called. I normally write it down, but <laughs> I think I was just so done. I just wanted to get just wanted to turn off the DVD. Um, uh, but yeah, no, the DVDs though, like they're quite. I mean, that they're. they're about as simple as they could be because they're just like you know a menu with the <laughs> yeah the episodes but the transfer is better than what they use on netflix even you know they may have even used the same file but use some dodgy um compression techniques on the the next version netflix version but yeah, the dvd uh are you know they aren't they aren't they are worth getting i guess i mean like what i paid like 18 quid for each volume um which for a full series maybe a bit much um but you know for such a kind of a, a rare thing to kind of come out and as we can tell from it going from netflix if it's not on physical you will lose stuff and not be able to watch it so yeah you know um yeah so uh yeah uh th- th- that is it for this episode i guess unless you've got anything else you wanted to add no uh just uh, my one gripe with the dvds is that it didn't actually have the option to put on subtitles which is as someone who oh. watches everything with subtitles i wasn't overly keen on that but that i could use like closed captions but that was automatically generated i think i don't know i'm not really sure how it worked but there was no on a dvd they will have like subtitles on you but you can press the button to turn them on or whatever so but yeah normally on a dvd they will have a thing like play play with subtitles on like rather than you having to fumble with the remote to find the the button for subtitles or whatever yeah so yeah there was a lot of fumbling and then but yeah they were fine i thought i was worried they were going to be really rubbish subtitles but they weren't so yeah if you're somebody who also watches everything with subtitles then yeah they do have them it's just a bit fumbly yeah uh, and no special features whatsoever <laughs> even if there was special features i can't even imagine what they would be <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Probably best there was not a, no special features. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I would like to know more behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I guess do they have like um, the Cybertron pilots on the second volume? I think. Oh yeah. Um, or one of the pilots. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's it. Let's not <laughs> let's not dwell too much on this episode of the, <laughs> no. of the Troopers. Um, it wasn't great. Um, go by the DVDs, I guess, <laughs> to watch this not great episode. Um, uh, and we'll see you again for the next episode. Anyway, where can people find you online, Mark? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Bozo Robo, which is B O Z O R O B O. Um, I'm working on a, a Toku comic at the moment, which is about a oh, yes. cowboy themed hero. Um, there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff, sort of. I can't say too much at the minute because we're sort of still finding our footing with where we're going with it. But there's in the coming weeks, probably by the time this episode comes out, um, there will be more stuff announced. And nice, yeah. So check out my socials for all that malarkey. Where where can people find you on the internet, Rob? Uh, yeah, same. They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Thez, which is R O B T H E Z. Where I talk about random crap. Uh, also, find my work in the Magpie, which is the official Raspberry Pi magazine, the educational microcomputer. Uh, and also, uh, I think two episodes ago, I said I might start doing some VTubing rigging. Sort of starting it now. Um, I did get really into that. So, yeah, if you have a model you want rigged to become a VTuber like Corone or Gaogora or Picora or whatever, you can talk to me and I'll, and I'll I'll do that for you for some money. Uh, otherwise, yeah, you guess you can uh, catch the podcast Twitter at uh, my VR podcast, uh, where we get updates and random images of stuff we found that is funny related to the Vertroopers, including like them using the exact same general Ivar voice in Masked Rider <laughs> for when they had the big roll call. That was strange. Um, I keep thinking about that since I watched that. I find myself unable to remove it from my mind. Also, it's weird that like <laughs> they got all the names wrong, and they clearly wanted to use the names correctly. Um, oh, they're so wrong. Some of them aren't even yeah. anything like Kamenoida names. Yeah. They're just yeah, yeah it's strange. It's great, but uh, yeah, you can find us on there, and uh, you can find the podcast and all your usual podcasting software like the uh, Spotify and iTunes, and probably Google Play or something. I don't know. They, it gets everywhere these days. They're all just scraped. Um, and uh, drop us a review on those, please. It's always good to get uh, a nice review of five stars, obviously. Never give us below that. And, never, uh, you know, it ever. then mean Absolutely don't, yeah. And then it makes sure, you know, that other people who might want to kind of revisit their childhood of VR Troopers uh, learn about the podcast and can start from the beginning if they so dare. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it. So, um, you know, I guess we'll see you next time. But remember, we all are VR. I'm off to go grab those puppies. Take me back to my virtual reality.